Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people, to experience the compassionate love of the Father, and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. And so today, today we are, we're celebrating and we're, we're not forgetting to be thankful for each other. And I want you to know that I am thankful for you. And you are is kind of the, the theme for this morning. And we'll, we'll process through that. But, but just I want to introduce you to my friend Tara. Tara's getting baptized today with two of her children. And when we started the church the first thing we started doing is we started meeting in homes and just gathering together to pray about what it would look like to start a church, a new church here in Platte City. And one of the homes we met in uh, is Tony and Beth's home. And, and uh, Tara came, had been coming, and she brought her kids with her. And, and little Chewy, he's just a little, little guy, Jesus Chewy. Um, he was just a little dude, and we just let him play the drums or something. that way. I don't remember what it was that we did. And their family has been plugged in and connected in our church ever since then. And so I asked Tara to share a little bit about what she's thankful for, a little bit of her story. And then uh, later she'll go through the waters of baptism with, uh, with her children. So let me stand here with you. Or you, you... Uh, no, I didn't know it was going to be like this official. Uh, no, it's pretty official, yeah. So <laughs> just hold the mic up right to your mouth. There you go. Okay. I thought I was just saying what I was thankful for. Do I have to share my story? Well, whatever you want to do. Okay. Yeah, whatever you want to do. What do you okay. feel good? Well, yeah. I thought I would say what I'm thankful for because I felt this has been on my heart for a while. And I know I am thankful for Brady and Trish and the church and everybody here from the very first day when I showed up, stranger at someone's door, I was welcomed and the kids were welcomed and we were shown love and kindness and have ever since that very first day. And that's something I don't even see from my blood family. And I never understood what church family was until I came here. And so me and my family, we love every single one of you. And just thank you for always showing love to us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. So last week we... We, we talked about Jesus. We talked about all the things, not all the things, because this is an exhaustive list. We talked about some of the things that Jesus is to us and why we are to be thankful for him. Why in this season we're not to forget what it is that Jesus has done and who he is in our life. The kingdom that he, that he has brought to earth and the, the, the king that he is, the, the example that he leads and for us to follow. And, and so we really... I just, I loved preaching about Jesus because he's like my favorite subject. But today, I want to talk about you. Because you are something else. Amen. Amen. You're, you're beautiful. You're messy. You know that, right? Amen. We all know that, right? <laughs> You might not know that you're beautiful. You know that you're kind of messy. You're a beautiful mess this morning. Some of you are unique. 
Some of you are, um, some of you are hard to love. Some of you are really easy to love. But you are, and we sang about it, you're a child of the creator of the universe, created in his image. Uh, you possess something that none of the other things God created possesses. And that is a soul. He breathed life into you. You're different. Now, I don't want you to get a big head and think about how special you are, but I just, I want you to know you are, you're worth it. You're worth showing love to. You're valuable. And we're going to process through this whole, this idea about you are. And so if you have your Bible with you, uh, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to go to three different places. So just get to Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to be in the New Testament, so it's going to be close. If you don't have a Bible, we have some, usually we have some out on the table. And if you, if you want, take one of those Bibles and you use it and you want to keep it, you can keep it. It's okay. We'll, we'll have, we have more. And I just, want to, I just want you to know how thankful I am for you. Some of you, this is your first time here. And I remember being a young man, 1993, young single father. I was working in American Airlines with some, these people right here. Like there's some people from American Airlines here from my past. I was a young single dad. I went into church for the very first time. I know it's kind of scary. You don't know really what to expect. Uh, you, you, you might already know right away whether you're going to come back or not. And that's okay. You know, if you come back, we'll love you when you come back. But some of you have been here like, like Tara, like from the very beginning, before we even had a name, before we even had a place. And I'm thankful for you because if it wasn't for you, there would be no reason for me to be here right now. And that's significant. Some of you have been in my life a long time. You've known me even before you would know I'd ever be standing on a stage doing this. Some of you are probably still amazed. <laughs> Thinking, man, God, God was desperate <laughs> when he called me. <laughs> I guess, you know, I don't know. Like, was there anybody else? <laughs> but I realized who, who Christ was and who he wanted me to be back then. And, um, and I'm grateful that he gave me this chance. So we're going to talk about you are. So first of all, you are loved. You're loved. And I know that it's true that you're loved because it's a love that's been demonstrated. It's not a love that's just in words alone. It's a it's love that has been demonstrated indeed by, by Christ himself. In, in John chapter 3, verse 16, a very familiar verse that said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? And then in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, but God proves his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loves you, and he didn't wait for you to figure it out. Well, he demonstrated his love for you in, in extravagant ways. You are, this is Ephesians chapter 2, you are saved by grace through your faith in Jesus Christ. And listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 2. We kind of, we touched on it last week when we talked about um, 
kind of like our position in this other kingdom before we come to know Jesus and we step into his kingdom, we were separated from God. At that point, you would say you are an object of wrath. You are separated. You are dead in your sin. Man, if it just stayed there, if that was, if that was all I could tell you, that would be so discouraging and so depressing. But we know that that's not true because we know we are loved, right? And it's, listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 2. It says that um, in verse 4, this is kind of the rest of the story from last week. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses, you are saved by grace. Did you hear that? You are saved by grace. Therefore, there's nothing you can do to bring salvation to yourself. You can't say, hey, look at me, look what I've done. Because there's nothing you can do. You can't be good enough. You can't just be better than everybody else in the room and be saved. It's only by God's work that you are saved by his grace through your faith. And that's where, where you come in. You've got to put your faith in something. And I would encourage you to put your faith in him. Put your faith in the work that Christ has done. The great mercy that he said. He made us alive with Christ. We're going to do baptisms in a little while. We're going to bury an old life. Or we're going to raise and walk in a new life. Made alive in Christ. So for one, you could just say you are alive because of what Christ has done. So you're saved by faith. Listen to what else it says. It says he also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. So the next one is, is you are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. So once you put your faith in Jesus and you are saved, you have a new position in the kingdom. You are seated with Jesus in a place of honor. You are pretty awesome. And I don't know that we really fully live out of that place as often as we should. When we start to get frustrated and discouraged and life kind of takes over, when we begin to realize, no, 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 wait a minute. The enemy's trying to tell me I'm, I'm nothing when I really am something. Because I'm seated with Christ in the heavenlies. I have a place, a position of authority to deal with the junk in my life. I can come at it with a different position because of what Christ has done for me. Are you hearing me? Like, I know you don't believe it sometimes. But it's true because it's in God's word. So listen to what else it says. It says... You're seated with, with, in the heavens with Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's a gift from God, it's God's gift. Not from works so that you can't boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So the next thing is, is you are his workmanship. You are created to do good things. You can't earn your salvation by doing good things. But once you have it, oh man, from that is when you just say, you know what, God, what do you want me to do? What do you have prepared for me to do? Do you know God has things prepared already for you to do tomorrow that you're not even aware of? And you're seated with Christ in the heavens. You're given a place of authority to do those things. Whether it be to provide a meal for someone that needs it or whether it is to give a coat to someone that's cold. Or whether it is just to do something simple like opening the door. Whatever it is. God has things prepared for you to do. And when you realize, hey, I'm his workmanship. I am created to do these things. It gives you a whole new purpose. I think it puts some pep in your step for tomorrow or for the rest of the day, right? At least it should. Next one, you are a child of God. We talked about that. We sang about it. 
And here's the thing. I asked a lady, uh, one of the ladies that works at Bee Creek at the coffee shop, I said, hey, when you hear the phrase, you are, what do you think about? And she says, well, I said, she goes, you are um, a child of God. I said, yeah, I already got that one down. She goes, you will always have a family. Listen, I know that some of you, your families are an ugly mess. And you're not looking forward to Thanksgiving. <laughs> because it's, because you know that you're going to have to, there's going to be that one person there, or, that, or two, or three, or you might be that one person, I don't know. And you know it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. You know it's going to be hard. But you know, even if your earthly family totally disappears, you will always have a family here. That is what the church is supposed to be. One of the things, anyway, it is you are supposed to be welcome into the family. No matter what you look like or where you're from or whatever, that, and the church gets a bad rap when we don't love each other well. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we love each other the way he's calling us to love, that we are adopted into this family and we're to love each other well. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But listen to this. Listen to this passage of Scripture out of 1 John chapter 3. It says, See what great love that the Father has lavished or given us that we should be called God's children. And we are. You are. You are God's children. If you put your faith in Jesus, you're his child. The reason the world does not know us is that they did not know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet been seen. Like we haven't really seen a clear picture of what it's going to be like someday because we're on the other side of heaven. It hasn't been revealed yet. We know that when he appears, when Jesus comes back, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So when we realize who we are, whose we are, oh, man, that changes the way we live and the way we love each other. Turning your Bible back to the left of 2 Corinthians. Okay, there's another letter that Paul wrote to a group of individuals, or just a group of people, people who are walking it out, living by faith, living this life just like us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, there's so many rich truths in this particular passage of Scripture, and I'll just, we'll put it up on the screen. So the next one is, you are a new creation. There's a metamorphosis that happens in Christ. You are one thing, and then you come to faith in Jesus, and you become some, something completely different, something completely new. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, just in verse 17, it says you're a new creation. In Christ, the old is gone, and the new has come. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, you're his ambassadors. We talked about that yes, or last week. We talked about being an ambassador. And I love this story that I got earlier today, that this little boy, these little boys are ambassadors for Christ. And the one in the middle, or no, the one on the far left, I mean, he, was it show and tell? Ian and Jennifer, where are you guys at? Raise your hand. Yeah, was it show and tell? He got up at show and tell at his school and he invited everybody to church. Dude, yeah, aw, that's awesome. When was the last time you did that, all right? When did you show and tell. Let me just show you. I, I love that whole, that, whole, like, that whole thought of our walk with Christ. Don't want to just tell you about it. Let me show you how I love. Let me show you this Jesus who loves so well. And he invited his whole class. 
You should come to church. It's awesome. When was the last time you were that excited about coming to church and you invited everybody that you saw? You should come to church. It's awesome. Check it out. We're, all, we're a beautiful mess. You're, you fit right in. You know? We're, we're his ambassadors. We, we represent the kingdom. We, he, God's making his appeal to the world through those beautiful little boys. And he's making his appeal to the world through you. You are, this is in 2 Corinthians as well, the very next verse, verse 21, 521. You are the righteousness of God. That is the Greek word for righteousness. You are in right position with God through Christ. Made right, made whole, made alive. Once again, back to that position, like, man, knowing who you are is so important so that when the enemy tries to lie and tell you about all the things you're, that you are not or he thinks you are, you're just like, no, 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 I know the truth. I don't have to listen to those lies. Thursday into Friday, I went to a prayer retreat with some other pastors in the city. It's called Citywide Prayer Movement. And so you can imagine like a room full of diversified, just young and all black and white pastors from all of the city just crying out to the Lord. It was powerful. Powerful. We had Catholic priests there. We had people from all kinds of different faith backgrounds, people from different countries. And people were praying. And on Thursday night, we, uh, we had this incredible time in the afternoon it was so rich and so full like everybody was just kind of like hung over <laughs> from the prayer we're like we just can't do one more session let's just all sit around this fire and let's talk about the impact of the day and so while I was there you know we're supposed to be disconnected and have our phones down or whatever and I'm not really good at that because um, I think I'm so important that I have to be connected to the rest of the world well I got a text message from a, a lady who's a little bit younger than me who was basically saying, I don't want to live anymore. I made too many mistakes. I'm, I'm just a mess. I, just, I, just, I can't do it anymore. I'm just, I don't want to live. And so I began to think about this thought about, man, do you understand who you are? And she couldn't see, she couldn't understand, she couldn't see it because of all the lies. This is the God of this age blinds the minds of people. And she can't see the truth. I said, what is, what is true about your situation? What is true about you? And all she can see is the ugly and the negative. And so I was like, hey, there's just like 30 of us around this fire. And I said, you know, I said, I know you don't know this person, but there is this person who asked, who's just told me right now that she doesn't want to live anymore. I told him her name and we started crying out to Jesus her name. It's powerful. It's still kind of ugly right now. She's getting some help, but I'm just praying that she understands who she is. That she's the righteousness of God. That Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin on her behalf because she has loved that much.
Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6. It says that you are partners in the gospel. It's not, this is not just my show, ladies and gentlemen. This is all of us together. We are partners in the gospel. We are carriers of the cure for sin and death. And we are partners. Listen, I love this in Philippians chapter 1. It says, thanksgiving and prayer. That's perfect for this time of year. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. This is Paul. He's, he's writing. But I think about you. I think about the church. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. Always praying with joy for all of you in every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day, Tara, until now. <laughs> Here's a lady that didn't even know anybody, didn't even really understand the gospel. And she walks in and says, here I am, vulnerable, just take me as I am. And gave us and let us have the opportunity to love her family. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That way I don't have to worry about Tara. I know what God started a good work in her and he's going to complete it. It's his work. It's his job. It's what he does. I just, get to, I just get to be on the team. I get to be a partner with her. Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you because I have you in my heart. Next, you are commanded to love one another. Did you know that? You don't have a choice. If you are in the family of God, you're commanded to love each other. And along with that, you're commanded to forgive each other. You have no right to hold bitterness and grudges towards each other. You don't. And if you do, you better get over it. Because the Jesus who loves you doesn't hold anything against you. Who are we? Remember last week I talked about compassion is the bait that we catch fish with, not condemnation. Who are we to condemn one another? We are to love and to forgive. The next, you know what? You are gifted. Do you know that? You see it up here on a Sunday morning. These people are gifted. They have, there's something they can do that I can't do. But it's a lot more than just this. It is, it's a lot deeper than that. You, you have gifts that God has given you to then give away to other people. Other people. So in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 11, it says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert, sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift to use it to serve others as good stewards of the very grace of God. So you've given, been given these gifts and when you use them, it's like you're, you are distributing God's grace in various ways to people around you. So when you use your gifts, that's what it is you're doing. It's, it's pretty amazing. It says, if anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from strength that God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything because to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen.
few more. You are salt and light. You are a preservative in this world that's rotting around us. <laughs> you bring flavor. You shine light in the darkness. And we put our light up on a hill to shine the light so that other people can find the same hope in Jesus that we have found. Do you know this? You are the fragrance of Christ. You smell, you smell like Jesus. You're like, whoa, like a sweaty first century rabbi with camel and sheep dung on his feet? <laughs> Maybe. If you're following close enough to Jesus, it's all going to kind of like come up on, off of his shoes onto you and you're going to look like him and smell like him <laughs> the closer you get to him. It says, we are the fragrance of Christ, but thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphal procession. And though, through us, it says he spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So the other day, I was, um, I was doing my, uh, my second job. I was in the Casey Wolf costume at this event. And this person thought it was their principal that was in the costume. They knew it couldn't be some stranger. They figured it was somebody they knew. And they were like, I, I think it's so-and-so. And they go, hold on a second. She went up. She sniffed me. She said, yep, yeah, it's him. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Your principal smells like a sweaty, wet dog? Yeah, like, that's not good. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was like, no, it's not him. <laughs> I don't wear the same cologne as that guy does. But I just thought it was funny that, that she wanted to smell and see. And so sometimes it's like, do we smell like Jesus? Are we giving off this fragrance that is his love that permeates so deep into our pores that it just comes out wherever it is that we go? Hebrews chapter 12, last place to turn to, towards the back of the New Testament, some little nuggets that come from this particular passage of Scripture. We'll go through them so we can get on to our baptisms here. Four more URs, three right here in this particular passage of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. So let us run this race marked out just for us. So listen, for one, you're, you are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses that those who have gone on before you have run this race already. And so they already know where, you're, where you are and where you're going they're there cheering you on. Wouldn't it be amazing if every single day of your life that you woke up and you realized there are people who are cheering for you, just like we cheered for Vicky just a little bit ago, just like we're going to cheer like crazy when people come up out of the water. That's your prompt. Like when they come up out of the water, you cheer. That you have a great cloud. That was like the original cloud, the great cloud of witnesses who are, who are spurring you on, who are cheering for you as you run this race that's marked out for you. And then it says, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. Hey, here's the deal. Jesus is the source. He's the perfecter. You are a work in progress. Can I get an amen? Isn't that good news? That he's not done with you yet? 
Ali, he's not done with you yet. He's got something so much more for you. Like he's got a purpose and a plan for you. And so he's got this race marked out just for you. Keep running it. Don't worry about the person next to you, whether they're ahead of you or behind you. Stay in your lane. Keep running it. And keep your eyes focused on the prize, and that is Jesus. And keep running because you are a work in progress. And then the last one, I don't know if you know this, but you are powerful. Look to the person next to you and say, I am powerful. Yes. You know it. You are powerful. Scripture says he's given us a spirit of power, not of, a, not of timidity, but a spirit of, of power and a sound mind. Like you, you're sure of who you are. You've got this power that lives inside of you. You are the carrier of the Holy Spirit because you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God lives in you. You are powerful. You can do this thing called life. You can do it. I believe you. I believe in you. I know you can do this. I know you're a beautiful mess. But he's called you and he knows that you are powerful. And it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, you are more than a conqueror. Because Christ lives in you. You are more than a conqueror. If God is for you, who can be against you? Right? A little bit of a pep talk, ladies and gentlemen. As you leave. I know we're not getting ready to play a football game like the Chiefs tomorrow night. But we're, we're, this, we're, in, a bit, we're in a game that's a lot more important. You're powerful. And the enemy wants to tell you that you're weak and worthless, but it's not true. Scripture says so. There are so many more you are statements in the Bible. You can find them. They're everywhere. So as those of you that are getting ready to get baptized, I want you to go ahead and go. Brad, if you want to come, there's a little room right here off to the side you can change in. If... Um, Tara and your, your young ones, if you want to go. The last uh, thing I want to share with you as they get ready to, to be baptized. We'll, we'll come and we'll do, we'll do the last song as they're getting ready. You are here for a reason today. Maybe one of these statements that you heard today is what it is that you needed to hear. Sometimes we hear things in church that the noise feel good. It kind of stings a little bit, but it's the thing that God is trying to, he's trying to get your attention, he, the truth that he wants you to know in order to bring some kind of freedom in your life. So as we get ready to worship, let me ask you a question. I'll change this up a little bit. I'm gonna ask, are you Saved by grace today? Have you put your hope in Jesus today? I'm not talking about putting your hope in a religion, putting your hope in a, your childhood faith, but you have put your hope in the risen Lord. Like you could say with, with everything inside of you, Jesus, you are Lord, you are the king of my life, and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Therefore, I don't have to fear death because I'm going to be raised again someday too. I believe that. I put my faith in that. I trust that with my whole heart. That's what I'm going to ask the people who get baptized today. Do you believe Jesus is your Lord? Do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Will you follow Jesus the rest of your life? 
are you saved by grace? And if not, call out to him today. It's just, it's just it's something as powerful but as simple as like, Lord, here I am. I'm beginning to understand who you are. I've heard who I am. And I want to follow you today. Maybe you've never been baptized. Maybe you said, I, I didn't know there was still hope or still a chance or whatever it is. Maybe that's a decision you need to make. You need to say, I need to, I need to, walk, go, through, I need to go through the waters of baptism. I need to bury this old life and raise and walk in a new life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the truth of who we are in you. The, the reality of the way you want us to see ourselves. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.